Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Hey, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs. This is the How to Trade a Podcast. And today I'm very excited to be on with Adrian Reed from Enlightened Trading. Thank you, Adrian. Casey, so good to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for coming. I'm really looking forward to talking with you today. So uh, enlightened stock trading, what makes uh, stock trading enlightened? <laughs> Good question. Look, I, I think um, the reason I chose the name for the business is because I saw, um, you know, when I, when I started uh, educating people, I've been trading for 20 years, but when I started um, educating people about how to make money in the markets in 2014, I saw people making all sorts of uh, crazy mistakes which were largely mental and um you know the mistakes of psychology as well as mistakes of technique and strategy and uh enlightened stock trading is about realizing that a lot of it is about you about your mind about your personality your objectives your lifestyle and fitting the strategy to all of that because you can have the best day trading strategy in the world but if you're working a full-time job 14 hours a day and traveling and you're on airplanes all of the time, it's kind of hard to day trade properly, right? So maybe weekly position trading or trend following is better. If you're a really patient, considered sort of person, then long-term trading is going to be better than short-term trading and so on and so on. There's lots of um, ways of fitting your trading strategy to you so that it becomes easy and natural. And that's really where the, the whole Enlightened Stock Trading brand came out of. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we do need a level of uh, awareness of ourselves to be successful in trading. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of it is mental. You can learn the strategy, but a lot of it is definitely mental. And so that's, that's a good name. So you said you've been trading for 20 years. Uh, when exactly did you trade and what did you trade? Uh, so for that whole time, I, I've been trading stocks. I started um, when I sort of entered the workforce, I started trading in earnest, mainly because as soon as I got, you know, started looking at real full-time jobs, I realized I didn't want to do that forever. And so I um, I decided to have uh, some in, an investment sort of strategy on the side so that I could get myself free. Um, so I'm, in, I'm an Australian. You can probably tell from the accent. So the natural thing for me to start on was Australian stocks. Um, which was pretty tough back then paying $40 um, per side commissions. And, um, you know, with, with a small account, it was pretty brutal to get started. But I traded Aussie stocks for about the first 10 to 12 years before I really branched out. And now I trade um, stocks all over the world, so primarily Australia, US, Hong Kong, Canada, um, in stocks, and I trade crypto, basically uh, any crypto on the major exchanges I'll trade as well. Okay, very cool. So what what drew you into stock trading in the first place? You said it was just to get free. Was that the only reason or was there something else you had? Oh, no, look. Yeah, uh, look, there's a long-time fascination with the market. The um my I guess my fascination with stocks stocks started much earlier 
um, when I was uh, when I was a young kid, about eight, we had this board game called the stock market game, and it was about the Australian stock market. And you went around the board, and it had all of the old companies from back in the late seventies. It was a really old game, and uh, you know. Every, every square you landed on, the market went up or the market went down and you had an opportunity to buy or sell or get collect dividends. And, you know, I remember becoming a billionaire on paper. It was the best thing ever. And so I was just fascinated by those movements of the market and the fact that you could maybe profit from that. And so that was the, the first seed. So I was just fascinated by the markets and moving up and down um, and, and profiting from that. But I didn't I didn't get into it. I didn't really have any money of my own until I um, I got out of school and, um, and graduated university. So that's when I really started looking at it. And um, yeah, looking at a career of 30, 40 years in the corporate world is what sparked me to start because, you know, that that wasn't really the way I wanted my life to play out. I wanted a lot more freedom than, than what a typical job was going to give. So you were um, trading and working at the same time. How long did you do that before you decided to go full-time trading? Yeah, I, I traded... Um, I traded alongside my work until 2012. So in 2012, I made more money trading than I did in my day job. Um, I had a you know fairly senior uh, corporate sort of executive job in strategy and finance, and that was great, good career. Um, I think I made about two hundred thirty thousand dollars that year, something like that, in my job. And but it took me twelve to fourteen hours a day, six-ish days a week, very little holidays, lots of grey hair. And um, I made more money trading 30 minutes a day using my systematic approach on daily and weekly charts than I did in my day job. I was like, you know what? I I think it's time to make the switch. And um, look, I'm super glad I did because the the time freedom, the locational freedom, the ability to spend time doing what I really like um, is so much better than sitting at a desk job. Yeah, especially with stress. Oh, stressful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once, well, look, trading has stress, right? But once you get a strategy, back to the enlightened theme, the enlightened stock trading theme, once you have a strategy that fits your personality and fits your objectives and fits your lifestyle, the stress kind of goes away. You know, for me, trading is very mechanical. It's very straightforward. It doesn't get me riled or worried or anything like that. It's just, you know, place the trades, click the buttons, and, you know, I follow the, the, follow the strategy. And uh, really, it's quite straightforward. I like how you um, ended up making more from trading than at your job. I, people are always asking me when when is a good time to to go to leave, and I think that's a good answer: is when you make more in a year from trading than you do in your job, then it's time yeah. to go. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think people are typically in too much of a rush to quit the job to trade for a living, and there's a well, there's, a, there's so many reasons why you should not rush to do that. But one of the interesting parts of my journey was the, the, the moment I really felt free was not when I quit my job. It was when I had about $30,000 in my account and I'd managed to grow my account from $7,500 to $30,000, which is still a tiny account. And I could see my strategy was working. Right. And I had absolute confidence that I was going to get there, wherever there was, if I would just keep adding money to my account, keep compounding it, keep following the process, eliminating mistakes and all of those things, I would get there. And that's when I started feeling free because at that point I knew I didn't have to do the day job forever. Yeah. And, and 
People who jump out to try and trade full time early with small accounts, you put so much pressure on the need to succeed and the psychology is much harder. And, you know, every drawdown is so much more painful because am I going to have enough money to pay my rent this month? And, and, and those sorts of problems. So um, I would really encourage, uh, you know, listeners to, to consider learn to trade well and use your day job to fund the trading account and really grow it, which is the exact opposite of what most people do. Most people have a trading account and try and take little bits out to make themselves feel wealthy, you know, to buy that, right. you know, to buy that car, to, you know, go on that holiday. And I think that's the mistake. You flip it around, add money to the trading account, grow it big, and all of a sudden you can get free. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Yeah, that that's a really great um a great way to do it. Now, I've um kind of had a little bit of a different experience in some regard just because I think the pressure like you I totally agree with what you're saying, but I have had a little bit of a different experience is cuz sometimes um mentally and psychologically you don't always do what you need to do unless your back is against the wall, right? Uh-huh. Sometimes when you, when you got nothing else going, you got nothing else to rely on. That's the way that you can be really serious. Cause sometimes traders will say, okay, I always got my paycheck to rely on. I can be a little risky. I can do something a little uh-huh. different with my account or, you know, and so then I I've experienced it both both directions. Yes. So. Yeah. And look, I, I agree. I've seen that as well. Um, I, I think both can work and this is going to be very, trading is a very individual thing, right? You've got to find the style, the strategy, the motivation that suits you. And I think, um, you know, people who are driven by pressure, that'll really work. People who want something to, um, reduce their stress in life and um, know that they've got something that they're building towards on the side will benefit from the other, like both work. Yeah. Yeah. And I recommend your, your strategy <laughs> <laughs> sounds it's much easier, much easier, but yeah, very cool. So right now 
I'm just really curious to see how things have been. Well, the last couple of weeks, the market's been great. Um, but this year's been a pretty tough year for a lot of traders. How has your system performed? Has it been slower? Have you been able to to make profits so far this year? Because the crypto market's down, the stock market's down. I don't know what the Australian market's doing. Most of the stock markets are down to, to yeah. varying different degrees. Um, so my approach, I, I trade systematically. I use daily charts and weekly charts. It's pretty long term. So, um, but luckily I'm long and short. So I've done pretty well on the short side this year in uh, the US, in Australia, and in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong market has been very weak. And so my shorts there have done extremely well. Um, I haven't had a huge amount of long side activity for, for quite some months now. I'm getting back in the long side now because, you know, the markets have started rallying. Um, so, look, I'm, it's, it's certainly not going to be my best year ever uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, when you're long and short across multiple markets and you've got long-term systems and short-term systems, um, you can usually eke out a profit somewhere in the market. And so I sort of I rely a lot on that diversification so that, you know, if my long side trend following in Australia is in cash because the market's not doing well, then maybe the short side in Australia or the short side in Hong Kong is picking up the slack. So it's that sort of mass diversification across strategy, direction, time frame that that I've found has, has really helped me. Is that um, is that part of a hedging type strategy where you are always have a hedge in case the market's going a different direction? And it's it's not so much hedging. It's more I, I trade directionally, and so if um, if if the stock market is going up, and if the stock is going up, I'll buy it and hold it long. But um, the rules I have rules for my long side systems, which will get me in and get me out. Uh, but if the market is going down and stocks are weak, then I, I've got a separate separate system, a separate strategy for the short side, which will get in on certain uh, market index behavior. If the index is weak and rallies and rolls over showing even more weakness, then I'll short the weakest stocks and ride them down and take profits after the um, the next correction. And so that strategy, the shorting strategy, will only be active in a bear market like we have now or until just recently. And the long side um, strategies will generally only be active when the index is moving up above, a you know, a, let's say a 50 or a 150-day moving average or a 200-day moving average, depending on the strategy. So I'll, I'll look for what the market is doing and the systems will turn on or off if they're in sync with the market or not in sync with the market. Now, you are using weekly charts and you're a long-term trader. How long do you usually hold a trade for? Uh, so I have systems that are quite short-term, like a day hold. So I have uh, my shortest system is a day trade system, but it it enters and exits only using information on the daily chart. So I don't, I don't ever look shorter term than daily. Um, and so that would be a one day hold. And I would go all the way up to my longest ever trade was about 18 months long. Oh, wow. So that was a, that's a very long-term trend following system. And in stocks, particularly in Australia, when conditions are right, you can get some really, really long trends like that, which work really nicely. Yeah, that's that's excellent. So I'm thinking that if you're going to be using weekly charts and you're holding positions for a long period of time, that you might not always have a lot to do as a trader. Right. Because, right. because weekly chart, you can make your analysis pretty quick. Hmm. And um, 
you know, you take your positions, then you just check up on them. So how much time does all of this take to manage? Yeah, good question. Um, and the answer is not very long, as you as you had probably guessed. Um, so I have a couple of systems on weekly charts and a whole bunch of systems on daily charts. So I usually, I have to do analysis every day, but the analysis is always either to enter at the open and exit at the close or, or exit at the, at the open. So I don't have to do anything between the open and the close ever. And um, the analysis is all computerized. So I've got all of my systems coded into, I use Amy Broker for my trading software for the backtesting and signal generation. And so all the systems are coded in there. My daily process is as simple as um, updating the data for the previous day, running the backtest or the scan for each system to find the signals, and then placing those trades. The scan or the backtest sizes those trades for me, even using my position sizing rules, and gives me the, um, the stock to buy and how much to buy, where to place the stop loss, and so on and so on. And so all of that for, let's say, 10 to 12 systems in total takes me about 15 to 20 minutes a day. Okay. And that, so you're doing, you're not really trading in the market hours, right? So you just, when the market opens, you've already, you already know what you're going to do when the market opens, you yep. go in, you make your trade and then you can do, you can, do you do that, um, that analysis and checking your systems? Do you do that during the market or before or after? Um, when the market is closed. So there's no analysis with my strategy. There's no analysis to be done during market hours at all. Because so, it's a daily or weekly chart. Yeah. So right. you wanna at the end of the day is when you want to check your your charts. Yeah, exactly right. So the the most activity that happens during the day is let's say I do my analysis in the morning and I've got a system that enters on a limit order waiting for a pullback. And so I place the limit order before the market opens and maybe the you know, maybe Interactive Brokers executes that for me during the day, or maybe the limit order doesn't get hit and nothing happens. But that's about as exciting as it gets during the day for me. So everything happens after hours when the market's closed, which is great because it keeps it all really calm. There's nothing to worry about, no flashing charts or um, volatility bouncing around to affect my mindset when I'm making the decisions. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you're making a pretty decent living, you got enough money and you don't really have anything to do during the day. What does somebody do with their time? Well, well, someone who's been trading 20 years, I've been trading 20 years. You know, you've got to like trading, you know, because it's, it sort of consumes all of my thought space. Um, so what do I do? Well, I, I talk about trading because um, I found when I, when I left my day job, uh, I was saying to you earlier, I, <laughs> I, uh, it took me about three months and I was going stir crazy because my trading was taking me 20 minutes a day. I had nothing to do for the rest of the day apart from look after the house and you know go shopping and cook and whatever. And so it took me about three months before I was looking for something else to do because I was like bored and edgy and I had no one to talk to. So I started talking to traders and um, you know I, I started coaching people and pretty soon I realized that if I was going to actually enjoy that and people were really going to get value out, out of it, Everyone had to have skin in the game. So I turned it into a, a, a business where I coach people to do uh, trading or to trade the way I trade, which is develop systems that suit their personality objectives and lifestyle, build a portfolio of diversified systems and implement them on the side on daily and weekly charts. So a lot of my time is spent working with traders now. I do my analysis in the morning or at night and then I just talk to traders. 
Okay. So what, what is your specific training regimen? Like how do, how do you train traders? Yeah. Good question. So um, what I realized when I started, I started probably with the hardest thing. I started teaching people to develop their own trading strategies and backtest them and, um, and all of that, which is quite an advanced skill. So I've, since then I've learned that to help people succeed quickly, uh, what I do is I teach. So I teach systematic trading. I teach why does rules-based trading work? So what are the concepts? What are the principles? What psycholo- psychological problems does it get you past? And then what sort of systems work? You know, what are the generic strategies, trend following, mean reversion, et cetera, that actually make money? And then I teach systems and rules around each of those strategies. So I've got a whole bunch of systems that I teach. And then I show people how to implement them and how to build a portfolio of them. But I don't just teach the rules. The key thing is I teach people how to evaluate the rules for themselves. Because what I love is to build independent traders, people who don't need me. So if I teach the rules, they still want to come back and ask me questions. And they still sort of, they're Adrian's rules, right? Right, right. Teach them the rules, then teach them how to evaluate them and make them their own. So I'm setting them up for a lifetime of profitable trading rather than just following some guru who told them to trade this way. So with uh, with the rules and evaluating them for themselves, or maybe they could make some adjustments that would help them make it more of their own. Um, what is the method for for finding out? You know, how do you someone evaluate those rules? Like, what's the method for teaching that? Oh, okay. So um, first of all, I'll, I'll teach the rules themselves. So what are the indicators? What are the combinations? All the settings and everything. But um, so I use Amy Broker as a backtesting platform. And um, so we put the rules into Amy Broker. So we code them up and that allows us to do um, to backtest those rules over 20 or 30 years of stock market history or five or six years of crypto history and prove that they work. You know, so if you if you traded this way in the past and if you did position sizing this way, this is the result result you would have gotten. Now, a lot of people will say, okay, yeah, but that's past performance. That's not indicative of future performance, right? But if you backtest the right way, it'll give you good confidence that they will actually work in the future. I have, pardon me, a high probability of working in the future. What I say to people is, well, if you back if you backtest a set of rules over the last 20 years and they lost money every year, if you started trading them now, do you think they'd start making money? I mean, 20 years is pretty consistent. Right. <laughs> So, but if I can show you that these rules worked and they made money consistently over time and not just these rules, but let's say there's a moving average in there and there's a breakout and there's a stop loss and there's a profit target. Let's say if I varied the moving average and I varied the profit target and I varied the stop loss and I I basically shook up the parameters of all of those um, rules in the system and showed you that the system is profitable kind of across a really broad range of all of those parameter values. That would give you good comfort that that system is robust and likely to survive unknown market conditions in the future. The big problem that a lot of people get wrong with backtesting and systemized trading is that they put all the rules in and they hit optimize and they choose the very best combination of parameters and the system looks amazing on the backtest and they start trading and they lose money immediately and wonder what happened. But what they've done is curve fit the rules to the historical data because they were trying to find the best possible 
um, combination of uh, indicators and, and parameter values for profit. But instead of looking for the best, what you've got to look for is the most stable. And so I teach a whole range of analytical techniques to backtest and look for stability in the system rules, in the parameter space, so that you've got really good confidence those rules will work in the future. How do you avoid the curve fitting? Because if you make a change, you don't, how, like, how do you know that it's adapting to specific market conditions? Yeah. So um, uh, the, the first thing is you need a lot of data. So you want um, market, you want to backtest your rules over all sorts of market conditions. So I'll go as far back as I can. I backtested one of my um, long-term stock trading strategies back to 1950. So I didn't always have data back that far. I designed this system on data from uh, 1995 to 2018. That's the, that was the in-sample sort of test period. And um, when I design a strategy, I won't use data from all of if it's a stock strategy for instance i won't use all stocks on the market i'll use a random selection of half of the stocks on the market and then so i've got that in sample time period half of the stocks and i'll develop the rules fine-tune them optimize them make sure they're stable and then i'll test them on the other half of the market and make sure i didn't just curve fit it to the particular stocks that were in the in sample group and then i'll go to the broader time frame and say okay well it worked then did it work before that did it work after that and then I'll take that those rules and say, okay, well, if it's on the Australian market, the Canadian market is pretty similar to the Australian market in many ways, but not exactly the same. If I put it on the Canadian market, does it still work? If I put it on the US market, does it still work? And all of these are clues that the system is robust and consistent and profitable enough to trade with real money. How many systems are you trading right now with real money? Uh, I've got about 12 systems right now. Um, they're not all in the market all the time because um, some of the systems are regime specific. So for a very strong bull market, I'll have trend following systems turned on. For a very weak bear market or a very strong bear market, you know, as the market is hammering down, I'll have short side momentum systems turned on, but they generally won't both be on at the same time. So day to day, I mean, there, there could be one or two systems active, maybe, uh, there could be none under certain circumstances. Sometimes I'm 100% in cash. Sometimes I'm 100% invested with a bit of leverage, um, and it varies from everything in between. And I think that's one of the advantages of being a private trader instead of a fund manager. You know, a fund manager has to always be invested, but as private traders, we can do what we want. You know, my systems go in the market, come out of the market. I'll go to the Australian market. I'll go to the Canadian market. It just depends on what's turning on and off in the system rules. So your systems will respond to different market conditions mm -hmm. and so if you're if you're seeing a nice bull market a nice trend you've got systems that will trade that yes correct and then if you have a sideways market where it's just been ranging do you have a system that does that as well yeah so typically in a ranging market in in stocks uh yeah in stocks or crypto but typically in a ranging market there'll still be some stocks that are trending up so the strongest uh -huh. in the market will um, we'll still be profiting from from on the like a trend following strategy, but also a mean reversion strategy will will tend to work as well. So um, I will buy dips and sell rallies in a up to sideways market, but generally not in a down market. Right, because I don't want to buy a dip in a down market because often it keeps dipping and that's painful. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I do have some dip buying strategies that work in a bear market. They're just extreme dips. They're not well, dips. In a in a bear market, are you selling pullbacks? Yeah, selling, I mean, that absolutely as a strategy that works, right? Yeah. So in a bear market, there's a rally. And as soon as the rally slows, my short systems will typically load up. Are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing? Get informed and inspired with the Talking Trading Podcast. I'm Louise Bedford, and I'll help you navigate the markets like a pro. Tune in each week and subscribe now at talkingtrading.com.au or on your favorite podcast app, or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how traders excel. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. So then you're doing your analysis to see which systems are working and or to see what market conditions are at and then applying the system. Do you have any systems that run all the time regardless of market condition? Yes, I do. I mean, they, they will take more or less trades because um, like I have a mean reversion system, for instance, it runs all the time, but it's quite selective in terms of how big the dip has to be before it will buy. And so that works in a bull market and a bear market. But it only trades, you know, a couple of times a month. Um, with trading systems, uh, there's a lot of things to to test, um, and so testing the entry is really important. But I think that trade management is also a very important part of any system. So, how do you? get the maximum profit out of a system because if you buy it and it goes up but if you don't move your stop loss or if you don't take your profit at the right time you might not even have a profitable trade yeah absolutely um so what i'm doing is i'm i'm looking at the system level for profitability rather than the trade level um i I probably haven't mentioned um this in detail before but my systems are portfolio systems so one trend following strategy in stocks for instance might hold 20 different stocks that are all meeting the criteria right now. And in crypto, one of my uh, momentum systems might hold 20 different tokens, right? Um, So each of those meet the criteria for um, to buy and I'll hold them until the, the individual ticker hits a sell signal. And so I'm not really trying to optimize each individual trade. What the system does is said, okay, if I repeat these rules over many thousands of trades, what gives me the best equity curve, the best kind of system profit, if you like? And it's a trade-off between return and drawdown or equity curve volatility. So then you have a basket of trades that qualify. Yes. And then it's just monitoring those trades. So you put 20 stocks in there and then from there, It'll say, okay, today, you know, whatever, if you have Apple in there today, Apple is good. We're going to buy Apple. And then you're still monitoring the rest of the, of the stocks that are in there. Yeah, absolutely. And so sometimes, um, so I I might have one system that turns on and gets fully loaded with 20 or 30 positions in one day. Like I have a short side system and when the market exhibits a certain behavior, it, it sort of rolls over in a certain way. It's like, right, the shorts are on and it fully loads up in one day. And 
as soon as I put those trades on, every trade gets its own profit target and each stock will hit the profit target depending on how um, weak the stock is. And um, <clears throat> so that that system will ha- establish a full portfolio on day one when it turns on and over the next month or so, most of those trades will naturally close out. On a trend-following strategy, I might start getting signals when the index sort of turns up and the market starts to exhibit signs of strength and I'll buy the strongest stocks. But it might take a couple of days or a couple of weeks to get fully loaded because they don't take signals all at once. So each system has its own sort of uh, personality or profile, if you like. This is really interesting. I'm really enjoying this quite a bit. So with um, with these systems, how how is your drawdown managed? Uh, do you have periods where the systems lose money, or is there a way? Do you turn off the systems if they're not working? Like, how do you manage your 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 risk and drawdown? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all systems, all strategies always have drawdown, and anyone who tries to sell you a strategy with minimal to no drawdown is is probably trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Um, as we say in Australia anyway. I don't know if that's a thing where you are. Well, you guys have a lot of sheep, right? We do. Yeah, we do have a few sheep. Um, Yeah. (laughs) um, So every strategy has drawdown. And what I try and do is assemble a portfolio of strategies that will generate drawdowns under different market conditions. So uh, I don't want all my strategies, like let's take the COVID crash just recently back in uh, 2020. I don't want to trade all of my strategies um, using all of my money using methods or strategies that would have a drawdown under that type of market condition. I want some strategies that would profit from that and some strategies that would have a drawdown during that so that when I layer them into my portfolio, the drawdowns sort of even each other out. And sometimes you're in profit in one system and drawdown another and it sort of helps. So that's the diversification of systems. So different markets, just different strategies, different timeframes really helps with that. And my approach to designing the portfolio or the capital allocation is I backtest all of those systems individually and I look at the equity curves and I basically put all of those into um, spreadsheet essentially and assign the systems different weightings. Say, okay, well, if I give this one 20% and this one 30%, how does that look overall? And I can vary those weightings and generate the smoothest combination uh, which is really determined by the correlation of the daily returns and the um, the correlation of when the drawdowns occur. Does that make sense? It does, yes. And so I think I have one more question for you, uh, and then uh, I want to talk a little bit about how people can uh, get in contact with you if they're interested in some of this systematic training. Um, is your systems primarily based on indicators and how, what indicators do you like to look at? Um, so yes, it's all technical. So it's price and volume based. Um, and I'll typically use things like, um, you know, price levels, breakouts, moving averages, um, average to range, um, Bollinger bands. Um, I'll, I'll do percentage based profit targets and stop losses sometimes. Um, I'll use a few different variations of, um, of volatility. Um, I'll, I'll refer in the system, I'll, I'll refer to the movements in the stock and the movements in the relevant index. So if it's an Australian stock, I'll look at the All Ordinaries Index in Australia. If it's a US stock, I'll look at the S&P or the Russell 3000. Um, so it's, it's what I've learned over the years is that 
um, for long-term systems to work, they've got to be simple. So I'm not using like rocket science calculations or anything like that, but you've got to combine simple rules in elegant ways so that they work and they keep you safe. So it's right. um, it's not when you look at the rules, it's going, ah, oh, okay, yeah, that'll work. It's not, huh, what does that formula mean? You know, it's it's the first one. Um, I went through the whole complexity phase and adding lots of different rules. Right designing my own indicators and trying to, you know, do all of that. But really when I came out the other side of that complexity, I realized elegant simplicity is the key. And um, that's getting someone through that kind of delusion that complex methods are what, what cracked the market to realize that I just need an elegant, simple, elegantly simple system that has a big edge, kind of like a sledgehammer that you can smash profit out of the market with. You know, I'm not after these little fine edges. It's like this is obviously profitable. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's quite simple strategies at the end of the day, but, you know, neatly put together. That's very, very interesting. And uh, I, I love chatting about these uh, systems. Very helpful information. So uh, for people that are interested in learning their own system or trying to find out more information about what you're doing, do you have a, a way for people to reach you that are listening today? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I've put together a little bundle of, um, of training for, for folks who are interested in learning a bit about systematic trading and whether it's, whether it's for them. It's, um, it's called the Trader Acceleration Bundle, and um, they can get it by going to enlightenedstocktrading.com forward slash how to trade it, the name of this podcast. Um, so that's a, a um, special landing page specific for your your viewers. And um, if you just enter your name and email there, they'll they'll get a, um, a, a package of training to kind of show them the way of how systematic trading works, why it works, so that they can make a decision about whether it's something for them. And of course, enlightenedstocktrading.com, I've got oodles and oodles of articles and um, and content on there for people to you know help them get started and understand what this is all about. So that is enlightenedtrading.com forward slash how to trade it or yeah, enlightenedstocktrading.com. Yeah, enlightenedstocktrading.com forward slash how to trade it. Okay, and that uh, that link will be in the description. So if you're listening, just go ahead and click that link and uh, Adrian threw in a lot of stuff in there. He's got a, a trading process cheat sheet, which is really good. He's got uh, a portfolio cheat sheet, trading mistakes, a confidence ebook, uh, millionaire trader code. He's included a lot of value in this. So if you're listening, if you've been interested in anything that Adrian's been sharing, I recommend that you go check it out. It's a free, it's a free. Uh, resource for you. And as you know, we all need as much resources as we can. And so please check that out. Go click that link and check out it. It's uh, enlightenedstocktrading.com, how to trade it. And Adrian, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot about systems Um and so very valuable to me and I'm sure to the listeners as well. Casey, thanks so much for having me. Love the conversation, love talking to other traders. And uh, I hope if you're listening that it's helped you out and uh, let me know if I've, um, if I can help you answer any questions or get started in systematic trading, I'd love to help. 
All right. Well, that is it for today's episode. We will see you on the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time. Thank you.